Welcome back to another Facebook Live interview here on the Tennessee Holler. I'm Holler co-founder Justin Canoe, tnholler.com, at the tnholler on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to get our emails on there. Chip in, really helps keep us going. Thank you to everybody who is already doing that. Out there fighting the good fight, and we'll be there in Murfreesboro this Saturday for the Women's March. Francie Hunt, Darlene Neal, and Brandon Thomas, how are you guys? How is everybody? Great. Morning. Doing really well. First of all, how did you decide to do it in Murfreesboro? We have had conversations with our 501c3 coalition group, organizers, and leaders in Women's March Tennessee. Strategy conversations about how do we move forward the resistance in Tennessee, our deep desire for transformation in Tennessee. We started talking about the possibility of having an event outside of Nashville because we know that until our movements take the football further down the field, you know, we can't win. We cannot win without Rutherford County statewide. We, we can't win without our rural, more rural, non-urban areas. I think Francie and myself were really immediately on the same page about how important Rutherford County is to statewide politics, especially in 2020. That there's incredible opportunity in Rutherford County because of the growth in Rutherford County to expand the number of people who vote. Everything revolves around that. And until we do that hard work, that uncomfortable work of being places where we're not expected, you know, I feel like we're spinning our wheels. I heard from many organizations immediate buy-in to this idea. Francie, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would add for us to continue to grow as a progressive movement in Tennessee, just simply persuading folks that don't agree with us to change their minds, that, that's not really our path to victory. There are 700,000 rising American electorate in Tennessee. They're folks that are not registered to vote, single women, young people, people of color that need to be activated and empowered to be active in democracy. And voting is really one tiny sliver of that larger role that we all need to play as active citizens. One of the goals of this event is to register a lot of voters. Our theory of change is that the more that we kind of talk in an authentic manner with other folks and neighbors about the issues that we care about, do a lot of listening as well and hearing what people actually care about, that's really where the crux of democracy really happens. Obviously, the, the Women's March was kind of birthed in reaction to uh, Trump's election in 2016. But the, the real impetus behind the movement at large is to enable everyday people to participate in uh, democratic ways, building trust and relationship with more, more folks on the ground. So that's one really important piece, which is why this is a non-traditional march. We're not going to be doing, you know, just marching and kind of creating the visibility only, which is important, but we're actually going to be knocking on doors and helping register voters and connecting directly. The other piece, the Women's March is a non-partisan, non-profit, 501c3, non-electoral effort. And yet, I think we're all aware that of all of the counties in Tennessee, Rutherford County is one of the most viable places for us to actually flip it to become a much more progressive area. There's a growing margin of folks that are actually progressive in that area. And we think that by being visible, visible in that area will help empower folks to find their voice, to feel like that they're not alone, to find others who are like them 
them in their community. Even if we don't agree on issues, we have to heal this division and polarization that we're seeing in community. And that's part of what this is addressing. Let's get the details out there. Can somebody tell us where and when? Brandon, maybe you can do that and let people know that you're running for state house. People should know that. What I would like folks to know about Brandon is that Brandon is a Women's March Tennessee organizer, and he's been with us and working with us since year one. He also lives in Murfreesboro. Yeah, that's so. great to hear. I just want to say hi to Gina Mitchell Sims Johnson, who says good morning from Franklin County, and let people know that if you have questions about the march or anything else, feel free to comment. Will Mabry wants to know why people love Trump so much. We can do a whole other show about that. Tell us real quick, what are the details? Where should people be? And then I want to hear more about the piece of this that you mentioned, which is not a traditional march, knocking on doors. What does that look like? So we're meeting at the Walnut House at 8 a.m. Get registered, have your workshop, Black Vote Matters that are coming in to do how to talk about race and still be invited to dinner. The Tennessee Equality Project, which is an organization near and dear to my heart, is going to come in and talk about, you know, how to talk about LGBT issues. Obviously really important uh, since what happened yesterday in the Senate. And we have the ACLU. Indivisible. Indivisible, yeah. Planned Parenthood. Yeah. I think the workshop's scheduled around 9.30. After the workshop, we're going to march to the doors, talk to people about these issues and do some deep canvassing and ask, how are you feeling on, you know, X issue or, or what have you? And I'll tell you, it's a really powerful thing. I actually spoke yesterday to a neighbor. I told them that I was running for state house. They're like, why'd you cut your hair? I was like, yeah, because I got to. Um, <laughs> how long was it before? It, it was it was, it was, was like a, a certified Afro. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. If and I so, were a better host, I'd be pulling up that picture right now. <laughs> so, I'll send you one, Justin. Oh, thank you. Great. He was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't vote. I don't think it, you know, it does anything. And I was like, well, I mean... Actually, it does. You know, your government um, affects you every single day. And I was kind of went down granular, like even how your house is built. We had a really good conversation. He was like, you know what? Okay, maybe no. I'm going to have some more follow-ups with him. There's no substitute for getting out there, knocking on doors, talking to people. I feel like local officials or candidates have a better chance at converting the non-voter, which is really the only chance we have at Real Progress. And it's actually the biggest voting block in the country. Right. And there's a really amazing app. Map the vote. It shows you who is not registered um, in your neighborhood. Wow, that's invasive. But that's a game, good. It's a game changer. <laughs> on the one hand, I feel like that's Big Brother's watching. On the other hand, I'm glad it exists. So after those workshops, you know, at eleven fifteen, we'll make sure that all of the folks that are trained are fed. We'll all go to Civic Plaza. So for anybody that's listening, that's saying you got to take my kid to karate or whatever, come to Civic Plaza, big kickoff rally. We've got some excellent speakers. That's at 1130. That first rally is going to really be the kickoff to March to the Doors. We have Action Headquarters, the Walnut House, which is where we registered earlier that morning. Oh, I'm kidding. So we can do letter writing, phone banking, text banking, relational uh, phone banking. And then, so the big rally, the grand rally. So if you're like super busy on a Saturday and you only have like, you know, an hour to spare, come at 2.30. Civic Plaza, all of us will be coming, convening back, one big report back on numbers of doors hit, numbers of conversations had, numbers of folks that we registered, and lots of really great surprise guests and entertainment as well. So you're not going <laughs> to give us the scoop on who these guests and speakers are, Francie, because that, that was going to be my next question. Well, I can give you some. Kathy Carrillo, who's from Mix, which is a Latinx 
uh, organization, immigrant rights organization, speakers from Core 54, Planned Parenthood, Tennessee Equality Project, Murfreesboro Muslim Youth, ACLU of Tennessee, Indivisible, AAUW, Sunrise, Sierra Club, Nina Donovan, who is a wonderful spoken word poet, Black Voters Matter, Power Together, a Women's March, Civic Tennessee. There'll still be some more, so we're saving a few things. My next question is, can you do this every Saturday? Uh, <laughs> our goal is not to have this be a one and done, but to really use this as a way to create some great organizational infrastructure over the year. Voting is good, but getting involved and knocking doors and putting your body out there is even better. So I'm glad you're encouraging people to do that. But I do want to ask you each, what does this mean to you? How do you tell somebody who's just trying to decide if this is actually worth getting out of the house for? For me, um, having a 20-month-old, going to go to Rutherford County Schools and the whole jazz, it's creating a better community for him, better opportunities. I'm with you right there, Brandon. Uh, I have a seven-week-old and a three-year-old, and that's what it's all about for me, too. So I I appreciate that. How about you, Darlene? Women's March (laughs) has been this amazing, dynamic experience over the past three years. It has changed me deeply. I consider myself a grassroots movement worker, being an activist and plugging in wherever I could. But my experience with Women's March, it has changed me for the better, being able to connect more deeply with so many different kinds of people and co-create with these people. Lines of solidarity. I love and admire my Women's March sisters and our allies and accomplices, and not just Planned Parenthood, but you can look at our coalition list and see that organizations have been very supportive. And Women's March Tennessee itself is an all-volunteer effort. It's empowering to have organizations, local organizations, believe in the work that we're doing and that we want to continue to do. I'm blown away every year by the buy-in that we get, and this year is no different. What makes it especially poignant for me this year is that Murfreesboro is my home too. To have this event in Murfreesboro this year, we know that to win where we live, which is not a super urbanized area, that we have to do the work here. And we have to do the work in Bedford County and in Cannon County and in Coffee County and in Maury County. That's right. Some folks don't want to hear that because Mm -hmm. those areas, it's hard. Well, I just ran for Congress in 2018, 19 counties, and 17 of them are exactly what you're talking about. And actually, people don't even realize how rural Williamson County and and Montgomery County also get very quickly. We do need to do the work out there. There's no question. A lot of these places, you go to these parades, and they've never met a Democrat before. Progressive, I guess I should say. I don't want to make people uncomfortable with the D word, but you have to get out there. You have to show them that these myths are actually myths and that you can actually have a conversation that we have more in common than we realize. That's what was my takeaway, even though I got drubbed in the general election. We have more in common than we think, and progressive ideas are popular. I think they're popular because they're rooted in in what everyday people need. People who don't have lobbyists, low wealth people, poor people, working class people, LGBTQ people, black women. Right. And, 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 and we well, sort of, we, we generally present this, what I think is a false choice about, you know, do we focus on the urban areas or do we focus on the rural areas? I mean, it has to be all of it. Absolutely. And- this work is so important because it, the only thing that's going to get beyond like clatter is 
to go out and talk with folks directly, not being argumentative, trying to find that common understanding, empathy and compassion and all the things that I feel like that's what we all should be striving towards. We may or may not agree on issues, but hopefully we want representatives to actually listen to us, the leaders that are going to work to bridge the divide. The other agitational thing. What was that word? Agitational. I didn't have to look that one up. Agitates people. Agitational. I gotcha. Okay. You can only agitate people if you have that trusting relationship. This is for us to kind of build that trust. We have to shake things up. We have to agitate folks to think in a different way, not because of an election, but because we've got we've got a lot of serious things in our future that we have to rethink totally differently, whether it's about climate change at the macro level to like how we're even sorting our garbage. I mean, that's a real issue with Rutherford County and Davidson yes. County, dropping off literature about the census in these neighborhoods, in these hard to count communities. So, I mean, I think that that's why this, this particular day is so important. And the only way we're going to move forward is to move out of our comfort zone. Real service starts where the comfort ends. We'll find a place that matches your level of edge, you know, that you're willing to go there because we all have to be doing things a little bit differently. Into, and after the 2016 election, people were crying in the parking lot of Planned Parenthood going, what happened? You know, they were trying to like, trying to understand. People talked about, we opened the mic and people talked about how they thought that voting was just going to be enough. And I think that we're re realizing like, nope, voting itself is not enough. That's right. You have to do so much more. And so I'm challenging listeners to get on to uh, womensmarchtn.org register we want you for the full day and if you can't do that join us for the kickoff rally if yeah. you can't do that come to 2 30 if you can't do that give us money womensmarchtn.org is the website we tend to work towards elections but i think people just need to start looking at this work as more of an ongoing process elections are just landmarks they're important they're highlights but Win or lose, this work has to keep going on. That's why running is so important because I just looked at it as either I'm going to win and go up there or I'm going to lose and I'm going to be here, but you know, I'm still going to keep doing this stuff. So I, I really want to encourage everybody to look at this not just as a build up to November, but as something that has to keep going because now we've seen very clearly what can happen when we fall asleep at the wheel. That's so important what you're saying, Justin, because Power Together Women's March Tennessee events, we place ourselves in the stream of the long-term struggle for liberation and freedom for everyone. Elections are landmarks and they're hugely important, but no one election will solve any of any one of our problems. So it's, this is much deeper, broader than any election cycle. Also importantly, alone, just Rutherford County, We've had about 15,000 voters purged. So we have a big push to get folks to check their voter status. It's entirely possible that they're no longer registered to vote, that they've been purged. Well, I had a chance to talk to Trey Hargett yesterday at the legislature and asked him about his voter registration criminalization bill, and he literally ran away from me. <laughs> so he is hard at work making it harder for people to vote and register. And if it didn't matter, they wouldn't be working so hard to take it away from people. Your vote matters, your effort matters, and what you guys are doing matters. So I appreciate that you're doing it. And we'll be there on Saturday. And I hope everybody else will be too. I appreciate you guys coming on here and doing this. Thank you, Thank you Justin. Tennessee. 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 Tennessee.